0: Okay, there you have it, folks. That was a wonderful podcast, a uh, wonderful episode with our coach, Rob Pereira. As you can tell, he's a very busy, busy guy. Uh, manages two of our uh, old PDL teams. And, and I got to tell you, he's, a, he's just a wonderful, wonderful coach to have in our, in our program. And essentially, that was a day in, a, day in his life uh, about how it goes through uh, you know his family life, his his work life, and and uh, and also his uh, his life on the field, right? So that's where we're at. Um, so today, I'm very excited about speaking to one of our parents. Um, so far in the podcast series, we we've, we've spoken to a player, and we've spoken to a coach, and now we're looking at the club through one of our parents and. And I'm thrilled to have um, her on our podcast. Uh, And it's one of many parents we'll we'll definitely be featuring throughout the uh, series. And again, I'm very excited. Um, Just it's one of those examples where you never know who you got in your club or who's involved in your club at any given time. And again, I'm thrilled. So today I'd like to welcome uh, Wendy and uh, Wendy, welcome to the podcast
1: hi abby how are you
0: good good uh, are you up to this today are you still feeling good about it or you got cold feet how are you
1: <laughs> no we're, we're we're good we just hope that everything here at work's okay while i'm doing this for a few minutes
0: we're yeah, good. yeah for sure okay so wendy thank you um so wendy is uh like i had mentioned uh in the intro wendy is a parent uh in our club and but the cool thing about wendy is that She's a parent that's got some pretty amazing uh, history with the game. And uh, but basically, before we get into anything and we get into uh, a little bit more of a deeper conversation about a few things, um, just Wendy, what sports did you play growing up? What did you play when you were growing up?
1: Abby, I played primarily uh, soccer, obviously, uh, both indoor and outdoor. I uh, played it for most of my childhood, uh, started when I was around three or four. Um, and I still play it now, so I guess you could say I've been playing for over over forty years. Um, I also played basketball and volleyball and uh, through high school, um, and, and did track and field as well.
0: Right. So was uh, soccer your favorite though, or like, or did you play <laughs> it because it was essentially a gift, and, and but you really enjoyed something else? But like, where, where I... did soccer kind of fit in that?
1: Well, soccer was definitely uh, my sport, if you will. I, I did play lots of sports uh, throughout uh, high school and whatnot, but hands down soccer uh, was my favorite. I, I lived and breathed it. Um, soccer wasn't really a year-round sport when I was younger. I started playing in the summertime. My parents knew that I loved it so much, so they made it my winter sport too. So indoor soccer was a very separate thing. So you weren't training year-round uh, for for indoors or outdoor soccer. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I played for London United, and then uh, later on the German Canadians as an adult.
0: Yes, and both storied clubs in the city as well, like amazing clubs. So, um, wow, that's uh, that's interesting. It's true you say that about the indoor piece. I mean. I mean wherever there was an ice pad or a, or a gym or, or some kind of dry bigger space people found a place to play right That's i mean nice. it wasn't as beautiful as the as the gift that we have in the city of the Beemo center right? That's right um, so yeah so tell us a little bit about so you're growing up you're playing soccer and um, you know how does how, do, how does that moment go you know what, I'm pretty serious about this. And how do you get connected with playing in a D3 school in the US? And and what school was it?
1: So I went to, um, I went to Bethany College in West Virginia. um, And it kind of, um, you know, I. Always wanted to go as far as I could with soccer, but didn't really know kind of how to get there. And it, by fluke, one of my old coach's sons uh, had gone to Bethany as well. Um, he kind of brought my name forward to the coaching staff there, and they saw me play, you know, on videotapes and came came to see me. And then I went on my way to Florida one year and stopped off at the college and went for a tour. And I guess kind of the rest is history. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. So, so at that time, did. So you say that, you know, it was kind of a, if I want to use a warm network, right? Because you got introduced by by someone that knew you. But at the end of the day, you kind of pointed out here, did they came here to see you play, like here in Canada?
1: Yeah, they, they did. They, they, they did. Yeah. And I don't exactly remember, uh, if I, I think there was several kids in London at the time, or three or four anyway, right. that they wanted to come and see. see. Um, and they did it kind of all in one quick trip. Um, But yeah, it was mostly back then. And I mean, it's division three, too, but uh, back then it was uh, they were asking for some videos being sent that way. And so I think my parents (laughs) did that as well with the old, you know, video camera.
0: Right. No, I mean, I find it regardless of of what division you're in at the end of the day, Wendy, the fact that, you know, it's a big step for a young uh, person to to leave. You know their the comfort of their of their surroundings and and go to West Virginia of all places, right? I mean, it's a very different culture and community and and yeah. uh, you know and and for you to just immerse yourself in. How many years were you there? How many years did you? Well,
1: so I was there for for four years. I was there from nineteen ninety six to two thousand. Uh, played soccer all four years. Um, majored in education and had a minor in special education there. Um, and yeah, right. You're, you're right, like leaving home kind of for the first time, definitely the first four months was um, interesting and a little lonely too, right? Because we went back right. actually much before the campus itself started because we had soccer training camp um, in early August. Um, so oh, yeah, so we were okay. there and it was just sort of, you know, us and, and you know, the the men's soccer team um, and I think the football team was there too. So it was very quiet and it's a small campus anyway. So. It was culture shock, really, uh, but I wouldn't change it for the world. It was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had.
0: See, and at the end of the day, that's it, right? I mean, regardless of, uh, you know, at this point, we have we have athletes in our in our club that we've been discussing in uh, liaison with other, you know, colleges in the U.S. or universities and what have you, and you know, everyone's always focused on D one, D one, D one. I mean, it's about the experience. It's about the ex- it's about travel. It's about uh, expanding your own horizons. But also, ultimately, it's about the play, right? And and uh, the fact that you get to just experience all that at such a young age um, is amazing. Like at this time, are there when you when you look back? Before we start shifting into a few other things, I want to get your take on um, it, your friends, your circle of network, like you know i find that we all have our friends from let's say elementary we all have a few friends we may speak to uh, from that time and then high school and then college universities or whatever and now when you're at our age bracket and i don't want to say it because i'm, a sh- I'm not just surprised where we're at <laughs> um you know do you ever like where's your circle right now or did you forge really incredible relationships that you're still strong with today were there any other canadians there like maybe not from london like Kind of speak to that a bit, would you?
1: Sure. So yeah, there was. I think at the time that I was attending, there was uh, seven Canadian. Mm-hmm. We were all from Ontario. I think there was three for oh. Lo- from London, uh, two two males and self, yeah. um, and then the rest were down in uh, from um, Toronto area. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, <sighs> Definitely interesting. What I like about uh, Bethany experience too was, you know, my dad used to work and then hop in a car and drive the six and a half hours, watch me play a game and then hop in the car and drive back home again. So, I mean, it sounds like it's so far away, but it was definitely, it was definitely doable. So, you know, I still had that uh, family connection. Um, You know, he he very rarely missed a game Um, in terms of friends. Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, my roommate that i had my freshman year was my maid of honor at my Mm -hmm. wedding still you know lifelong friends and she doesn't play soccer but you know um still have that connection right which is why i wouldn't take that experience back for anything and yeah you still you're you know I think anybody that plays soccer is always connected uh, with their teammates, uh, you know, even after the season ends or, or what have you. So yeah, I'm still still involved with all those soccer playing friends down there, um, and I would say a close right. group of my friends how, nowadays see, here are is, those that I play soccer kind of with now.
0: My my goal, our goal as a club, to for these podcasts is to talk about how important the community piece is to what we do. I mean, at the end of the day, you know. It, it, we're kicking a ball. We're training, but I mean, what else does it mean? It's got to mean something. It's got to have a purpose, right? Uh, outside the game, I mean, we're trying to build athletes both on the field and, and, and incredible humans off, right? And these are the experiences that I'm trying to um, build as we as we you know communicate via podcast That's or right. social media or, or what have you um, at this time. So. You have a daughter, she plays with us and um, we'll just start shifting a little bit. When did you notice that your daughter enjoyed the game?
1: Uh, well, you know, coming from a mom that played like (laughs) lived and breathed soccer you know she had a soccer ball in her hand her first christmas at three three months old right um it might have been a rattle soccer ball but you know you know they're exposed to what you know the parents do as well so you know from a very young age um we uh we did live in oakridge at the time so she started playing um you know i think i might have snuck her in early in fact so you know at three or four she started playing there and then we moved to belmont and uh She played belmont minor soccer for a few years too and then you know we really wanted to see her advance and really develop to her potential um and you know we kind of figured you know she needs to be exposed to better coaches and and more soccer uh to do that so you know we uh we saw that you know right before we kind of branched over to competitive soccer um and so yeah here we are here we are she's a goalie and it it's uh yeah she she's loving it it breaks my heart that she's a goalie but that's another story um she's loving it so we support her yeah, that, um and yeah so she's committed and and know, is loving an it so you know we do what we do to encourage and support her
0: whether it's a hockey goalie uh, or a, you're the parent of a hockey goalie or any kind of goalie you know uh, <laughs> especially soccer right so it, it is i call it i call it uh, the behavior of a position but we can get into that later but uh yeah so um just shifting a bit now and, and 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 i noticed that you're very quiet you're a pretty quiet parent on the sidelines so far and i've been able to observe and although it might be tempting you know to like yell at them and talk to them and you know provide them instructions i notice that you are quiet and and what do you have a take on that do you do you kind of have an opinion on that do you kind of like see what i'm saying or or, or hear what i'm saying like do you you kind of know where I'm going, like trying to ask here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I no I do, and you know what? It does. I I would say you know playing the game myself. Sometimes it does take willpower because I'm competitive by nature. Um, but I, I you know I'm definitely not quiet. But I I am a big believer that the coaches have to do the coaching, uh, and the parents can and should be their child's biggest cheerleader. Um, we have open conversations with both our girls about sports and life, and uh, we've always encouraged our daughters to be the best that they can by working hard and giving their all at everything they do, whether it's soccer or hockey, academics, or just being a good person and friend. It's all important, it you know takes commitment, but I think you kind of sit back and you give them guidance as they need yeah, guidance, I mean, um, but let them kind of find their way I otherwise.
0: Like, I talk about this one with many parents after, um, I see some type of I don't want to say behavior because that's a strong word but just some actions and for the past three years that I've been the president of the club I I've, I've, you know felt compelled to go reach out and speak to some parents and it's very it's a very difficult moment when when you know that the parents got incredible extreme passion about the game and and you know they're at that sideline, just yelling instructions, or chirping them, or telling them what to do. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, at the youth level, you know, these 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 athletes are trying to make a split decision uh, in in milliseconds, right? And and I just see how this really these young young athletes struggle with trying to please their parents and also trying to please the coach. And at the end of the day they are torn right like you see that yeah um, yeah so
1: yeah yeah it's uh and and sometimes you know you you hear you know different directions being given by the coach and then the parents saying something right. else right so, so there's certainly a challenge and how stressful that would be for that something asking, that i right? talk
0: about and it's the car ride home right and this is a well-established problem between parents and, and youngsters mm-hmm. driving home i mean nearly Always the first question when a parent gets in, or a um, or child gets in, is how did you do? Did you win? Oh, you didn't score today. And a lot of the time a parent will push the kid for info. Um, but that's not often what it's more about, are like the parent's needs, and, and sometimes we're not looking at it from, a, from an athlete's needs, like, you know, when an athlete loses a, a match, they're already sad, right? I mean, you remember, like when you lose a game, you're not happy, right? And we placed too much emphasis on, I think, the winning and the losing at this young age. It's really about how well did they distribute the, the ball? How did they develop play? How how were their first touch? Like, I mean, and everything like that, right? Do you not agree or? Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know,
1: because for us the car ride home is sometimes 40 minutes, um, you know, when she doesn't have her phone in her hand, we often do have a chat about soccer, but it, it's not, um, Caitlin normally initiates it, you know, she'll say things like, um, mm-hmm. did you see that save I had on so and so or I let a weak one in the corner and, and, and she's reflective. Um, but again, she rolls with the punches and can just, you know, she stays positive. Um, despite how she played individually or the outcome of the team. she is She's mm-hmm. just a positive girl by nature. We're lucky that way. Um, she doesn't get down on herself or her team. And I, I guess, you know, my husband and I take the lead from our kids. Mm-hmm. As long as we know that they're out there, they're having fun, enjoying their sports and, and mm-hmm. continue to work hard at every practice and game, then they're easy conversations, right? We're not saying, gosh, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. That again is, to us, is, is, is a coaching uh, thing. Um, you know, she just turned 12 and the social part of this is a huge part of, of the game as well, you know, and, and I know that she will be in touch with some of these girls right. for years to come much like I have. Right. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, we're lucky and I, I, I think, yeah, you do, you have to tread carefully with those conversations. Um, and again, we just always right. have and, parented I mean, it and, by taking and the lead is, from our kids.
0: Th- that's an important piece that you just pointed out. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, these kids will be, whole, you know, connecting with, These teammates, maybe in the future, some of them might be like you in your case, a wedding party, right, Uh, or uh, or something like that, right? It's incredible, like the community sense or strength that the game develops, right? It's not about on the field all the time; it's about off. And but this piece about the car ride home is something that um, you know I'd like to explore further with you know with many parents. Um, I've learned so much about the car ride home. being a parent as myself but again i mean one of the only questions that i will ask is are you hungry (laughs) where are we going you know are you hungry what can we get you to eat today um you know and i purposely don't pack food because i find it as a phenomenal icebreaker right now when one when you have one child that's a vegan um know that becomes a struggle because fast food ain't so easy to go get right you know so um But yeah, I appreciate that that insight um, with that. So before we wrap it up again, um, you know, we're sitting here discussing um, with uh, with a parent of our club named Wendy. And Wendy, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Um, We're just about to wrap this up. But uh, before we do, I just want to pretty much um, get a takeaway from you or, or like one of the reasons we're looking to connect with our community is because and the truth is parents have such a profound impact on athletic development of, of, of our youth. And while coaches and athletes have outlets and many opportunities to learn and develop, the truth is parents rarely receive report or support, I should say, and guidance on, on how they can be the best sport parents, right? I mean, I always say that match officials, you know, have their, have their assessors, uh, players have their coaches uh and coaches have their own assessors right and their own um if i can use guidance stream or or pathway of of conversation but really there isn't a parent structure right there isn't a place where other than to the club the parent right right it's not a playbook for parents like have you ever thought about this and and what advice i mean as as a as someone that's gone to a d3 school like gone to a scholarship uprooted from essentially a small Canadian city to like West Virginia, which is, you know, in its smaller, smaller area, uh, still uh, 16 times larger <laughs> than, than the small community you came from. Right. I mean, what have you thought about this? And what advice can yeah. you give to us as a takeaway here? Uh, you
1: know, I just, I'm such a positive person by, by nature, and I think uh, my advice would just be be your son or daughter's number one fan and cheerleader. You know, encourage them to, to give their all um, at every single practice, every single game, and, and leave it all on the field. You know, at the end of the day, your son and daughter is playing a sport that hopefully they can still find enjoyment from later on in life. You know, this old lady, after 40 years, is still kicking the ball around and loving it um you know the body has a lot more aches and pains um but you know after all those after all these years the love of the game that i've had is, has never changed um not to mention the lifelong friends that i've made along the way and for that i'm grateful right so you know they're, they're doing this for a reason it's purposeful even if they don't land in a u.s school you know it, it's it's lifelong friendships it's a, a game that they love that they can play as long as their body will allow them to and right i think and we need to be grateful that's for that beautiful
0: i mean i if i had written something for you to say that would be it and i mean I, i mean thank you so much i mean that was there's so many great great points that you made there i mean it is uh yeah on the field they come to play they come to you know take each other out be aggressive have fun at practice but play hard and then off the field, it, it's, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to go uh, Instagram for five hours? Or Snapchat, I guess is the word now. But um, but yeah, I appreciate the time, Wendy. Thank you so much uh, for, for willing to share a day in a life as a parent and and share your experiences and your life in soccer in the past. And again, I look forward to seeing you in and around the, the club and the fields. And, and thank you so much, Wendy. Uh, Thank you very much.
1: All right, thanks, Abby. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Appreciate uh, it. We'll see you around. Take care.